0: Before we get to our show, here is a podcast we think you're going to love.
1: Take a Space Podcast is where we discuss self awareness and growth while learning to advocate for ourselves. There are many instances where we shrink ourselves to make the people in our world feel comfortable at the expense of our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and voice. Join us every Tuesday on YouTube and wherever podcasts are found for new episodes. We also go live on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter
0: at take Up space pod for more info that's take up space pod thanks for listening all right we barely remember how to record and we're here for perhaps it's you your favorite unsolved mysteries rewatch podcast i'm liz i'm samantha and somewhere out there is B.D. Wong, being handsome as ever. Hello, B.D. Wong.
1: Hopefully listening. Hi, B.D. Wong. This episode and every episode is dedicated to you. Absolutely. Does that have anything to do with anything? No. And we like it that way. Well, we did a few uh, Patreon episodes, B.D. Wong's true. but also That's on true. adjacent. So I feel like it is part of our brand at this point.
0: You're absolutely right, Samantha. I'm sorry I disparaged this fine podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is definitely very well thought out, and
1: Wong Thirst is within our brand.
0: Yeah, we should make maybe like a Venn diagram of the <laughs> things that are our brand, and it would definitely include Beady Wong Thirst talking about Mothman's booty. Um, some things you might not expect from uh, a lot mysteries. of things you might
1: not expect, polar
0: from- water. I definitely had French toast sticks for breakfast today, so that's on brand. Yes. Um, We've done that. We've eaten French toast sticks on the podcast before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's sad that we're... Look, we're in a trash garbage country known as the United States of America. So, Samantha and I are still not recording together, and I don't like it.
1: That's the worst.
0: I'm, I'm sitting here in my sort of dining room that I never eat in, the podcasting room. By myself, talking to myself, looking out the window, by myself. I <laughs> my favorite.
1: No, Not my favorite. I wish we were drinking polar floats and <sighs> I saw that season 6 in your podcasting dining room. I just saw that there was some big party in
0: Australia cuz they haven't had a case of coronavirus in like 8 months. Yeah. Yeah. I feel well, like that
1: kid inside in the window just longingly (laughs) sadly looking outside everyone's like playing red rover
0: (sighs) (laughs) or in like every steven spielberg movie there's a scene where like the person comes home and sees like a really happy family through the window and then like doesn't go inside (laughs) where they're like oh they're better off without me i'll never be part of this That's us now the rest of the world is like having a delicious Christmas dinner and we're just like must be nice. I'll sit here by myself. (laughs) But we're here we're alive like the, the stakes are so or not the stakes the bar is so fucking low that it's just like well at least I'm alive like that's the accomplishment for this year.
1: I wish I could say that this episode of Unsolved Mysteries is gonna lift our spirits, but
0: Oh, it sorry. is fucking not. It's a bomber. It bombed me out. So you got that to look forward to. All those people that were like, please, please come back. We miss your cackling. We need your shrill midwestern voices. Who says nasal A's like Liz? No one. We need we need perhaps it's you, you all you all cried. And we were like, oh, fine, we'll come back. Well, you're going to regret that. You might. might. Because we don't get off to the, we do talk about some hypnosis today. Okay, first, I have a few updates. One update, I think only the Patreon peeps are aware of that Samantha has a pet donkey now.
1: Oh, yeah. That is an important update, isn't it? I have a pet donkey. Random. (laughs) Did you expect that? bet you didn't <laughs> that is also
0: part of the perhaps it's you brand our new mascot alfie the donkey
1: yeah he's a mini donkey and i adopted him and i tell the whole story on our patreon i think it was at the riverdale episode
0: yes so, so you're gonna have to cough up a dollar mm-hmm. if you want to hear all that we can't get back in all of it but there is a donkey now
1: there is a donkey so <laughs> you- his name is alfie. there's there's a some instagram stories i think you could check out if you wanted to see yeah that's true he gets his he gets his
0: own um highlight alfie the donkey so you can check out you can check out cute pics and vids of your favorite podcast mascot all other podcasts fucking quaking in their boots because they know they're never getting a donkey because they record in like los angeles or some shit
1: (laughs) good luck getting a donkey there for once in my life, people want my ass pics.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, I think people always did, but they were afraid to ask. Oh, nice of you to but, say. Now... <laughs> but now... But uh, now they can ask for Alfie pics. It's a little more wholesome
1: it's very than wholesome. just your I mean, it's your cute. bare booty. Yeah, the cutest. So go check them out. And yeah, yeah pay a dollar and, and I'll tell you the uh, why I have a donkey. <laughs> it's not yeah,
0: You can, as, you can hear bad. us you can hear me fangirl about Riverdale and also learn about Samantha's Donkey. This is sort of great content we provide people that steal a dollar from fountains and stuff. It's got to be us. the
1: most random podcast of all time. <laughs> just <laughs> random. It's just very driven
0: by our personalities <laughs> more than the content of Unsolved Mysteries. And the people who like it, they like that. And the people who don't like it, I don't know. They can go fall off a cliff. Don't really care. (laughs) We've stopped listening a long time ago. Yeah, they're really done. They called us ignorant and delusional. (laughs) And they moved on with their lives, I assume. Okay. Next update is that the zine is done and available. I believe last time we recorded, it was pre-order. No, it's ready, bitch. You can get your hands on it right now. It's $15, free shipping in the U.S., quality content there we've sent out a bunch of them people seem super happy if you want to do a perhaps it's you crossword or make a perhaps it's you cocktail you're gonna need the zine it has an illustration of me and samantha looking at a capybara oh my god now i can't remember his name
1: matthew mcconaughey
0: matthew mcconaughey thank you oh there was just a blank hole in my brain where the word you Matthew McConaughey should be. You
1: Wong, I bet.
0: I did. I did. I always want to say B.D. Wong. And I was like, there's other actors? Yes. And one of them is named Matthew McConaughey. And if you want an illustration of me and Samantha with giant heart eyes looking at Matthew McConaughey holding a capybara, I think there's only one place to get that. And that's our zine. <laughs>
1: I don't think there's one place. There <laughs> is only one place to get that. And that, that
0: is the, the full color centerfold. So you could take that up. You could hang that on the wall of your prison cell and just admire it. Because I assume that's covering the hole that you're digging. Shawshank style. Uh, that that illustration is by Studio Crafty. Thank you, Studio Crafty. It's quite a it's quite a masterpiece. I've called the Louvre several times, but they haven't called me back. I don't know why. I'm trying to get that in there. Okay, that was one update. Next update is that to celebrate the start of season six, we have new merch. And you're going, yeah, whatever, Liz. Uh, that includes black t-shirts, so it's pretty important. Uh, you can get your black t-shirts, sweatshirts, etc. Now,
1: yeah. uh, and they
0: have a, a new illustration by one Brian Duffy, aka Yeah Duff, of me, Samantha, and our previous mascot Robbie Stacky.
1: He's been glowing. replaced by a small donkey, but yeah, I mean, in the future,
0: we'll get we'll get a, we might have to get an illustration with a donkey in the middle. <laughs> but right now it's an inflatable alien uh so if you want that any of that's good stuff or the zine go to our website perhaps it's you.com look under merch and you'll find all of those lovely things
1: hell yeah how
0: to order all that that crap
1: are there any bracelets left
0: i think there might be like three so if you want a beaded oh yeah something on the break that i did for some reason Look, I don't remember all of my motivations, was to sell <laughs> beaded bracelets that fit under the Perhaps It's You band, and most of them have sold, but I believe I have, oh, there was no love for Robbie Stacky. That bracelet, at the time of this recording, is still available. All right. Uh, Take a look at our Instagram, see if anything is left. Those are a whole whopping $12, so.
1: Someone out there now has a bracelet that just says amnesia. And, <laughs> and who wouldn't want that? Questions about that, but I love it.
0: Uh everybody was like, oh, I want the Marson bracelet. I definitely want the Marson bracelet. And then that did not go that fast. So y'all lied to me. I'm <laughs> on to you now. You don't actually want to be walking around with a bracelet that says Marson on it. <laughs> so I don't if you follow my Instagram, which you probably don't, as everybody likes Liz, but you may have seen that over. As a quarantine craft, I've been making beaded bracelets. I made Samantha one that says Gordon Ramsay, for example. <laughs> it just, just, you know, to pass the time. I actually thought I would never wear them, and I wear them all the time.
1: I wear mine all the time, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're just you know whatever. I think I have they're a fun. Man they're comfortable. Too.
1: I switch them out. Yes,
0: yes. I made you several celebrity crush bracelets. So you have BD Wong, obviously. You have Mothman, <laughs> and you have Gordon Ramsay.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my Orville Peck bracelet broke, so I have to make okay. another one because now I just have a, a bracelet that says spit in my mouth." So that <laughs> that doesn't work.
1: You need the matching. Yeah, I need. The,
0: I need. I need the. To who who is this directed to liz i'm not just walking around with a spit in my mouth bracelet that's disgusting it's covid out there um hmm. was there any other <laughs> oh 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 okay so one last update unless you have any updates before I we get into the probably there was more said i still talked about who knows merch give us money whatever uh Oh, our Patreon episodes will be gone. We did Riverdale and then we did two episodes of the Unsolved Mysteries reboot. I don't remember if that had started. Whatever. There's new reboot episodes on Netflix now. You yes. can go watch them. People people are less excited about them than the, the last batch. We're They're still
1: covering them in our Patreon series, though. Yeah. We've, we've done yeah. the first two. So if you want, if, you know, if you're going to cop up a dollar to hear the donkey story, you can also <laughs> get our Unsolved Mysteries yeah. content. And we've done the yeah. first Two episodes of the next six so we've done uh episodes seven and eight i guess um and the
0: washington we- insider one and the murder in oslo one yes. whatever that one's called exactly
1: i think it's um, called the death in oslo or, or a okay. murder in oslo yeah. or something anyway, yeah we've done those
0: actually really like the washington insider one i think there's a lot to talk about with that one so
1: yeah that one know. was good
0: give us a dollar or not whatever we don't really care um <laughs> But on our last episode, when we did listener stories, we also included um, some celebrity ghost stories. But someone's listener story reminded me of a ghost story from Morrissey's autobiography. But I couldn't quite remember the details. And I said I would get back to everyone about it. So I looked it up. This is actually coming from the Manchester Evening News. But it's an excerpt from his autobiography, which is literally called Autobiography. Autobiography. And he reported that he was driving by the moor with his friends in 1989. This is by the Saddleworth Moor, which is described in the book as a most barren, desolate, desperate place. (laughs) When he and his friends saw a frightened man run out of the moor, pleading for their car to stop. It was a boy, maybe 18 years. He was totally gray. He had long hair and sort of a 70s style. He wore a small anorak and nothing else. No pants? No, he's nude, just wearing a little hooded raincoat. Could have been that uh, that tour guide. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is what it says. He just emerged from the heather and pleaded to the lights and we drove past because we all instinctively knew that this was a spirit and because it had a history of being a place where so many bodies have been dumped and buried. It's not the kind of place you hang around. We went to the phone box in the nearest village and called the police. And the police apparently said, keep an open mind, which is hilarious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I feel like they got... A, you know, a few of these calls. So the Saddleworth Moor is also one of the Moors from the Moor murders. Oh. The, okay. yeah, so that's the the Ian Brady and Meyer Hindley murders that took place in Manchester where they were abducting children, murdering them, and burying them in the Moor, which would have happened uh, during Morrissey's childhood. So I'm not super surprised that he didn't want to stop
1: <laughs> For this by pan-less. the Moor. In the Wild middle eye of
0: the night, person. Yes, but the reason this is interesting is because so this book came out. I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago, something like that. And a couple years after that, I went to Manchester and I took a Smiths tour, where they take you around and show you like places from the songs and whatever. Um So I went and I took this tour from the drummer Craig Gill, and he told me that him and his friends used to prank people by pretending to be goats by the moor. <laughs> and he thought that this was hilarious and that maybe that is actually what's being referenced in the book. Now, were any of them nude except wearing a raincoat? I don't know. And I can't check because sadly, like a couple years after that, Craig Gill took his own life. Aww. So we'll never know. And that's a real bummer because that tour was like one of the best days of my life. He seemed like a really stand-up dude. I'm sorry, Craig. And I hope that he's not hunting the moor now. I hope he's resting peacefully. So that is my update on that. And also, nobody needs to tell me that Morrissey is a bad person. I'm fully aware. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Don't add this. Okay.
0: Yeah. Goddamn. No one is sadder about it than me. Please. Okay. So now I think with that. God, that was a bummer. This episode is a bummer and that story is a bummer. Now I'm sad about Craig. Well,
1: the idea of him <sighs> running around pantsless, not be pan, <laughs> being like, "Woo!" Just, <laughs> while his friends like hide in a bush and laugh. It's pretty funny. Yeah,
0: it is pretty funny. It's pretty funny that they call the police and the police say, "Keep an open mind," <laughs> because okay. they, because it's like they they're saying that's not a person, that's a ghost. <laughs> okay, interesting. So we're going to get into season six now. This is the first episode of season six. I
1: kind of can't remember you... season six.
0: I know. Didn't we just start this thing? It what seems happened?
1: Like it. Seems like it.
0: Didn't we just start this on a whim and then it didn't stop for some reason? <laughs> well, here we are. It's season six, episode one. We've got new credits now. New graphics. Mm-hmm. All the categories like shine out of a bright light. Like they're brought to you by God.
1: They kind of like swoosh off screen. <laughs> kind of like this like is a, like an effect, state from, of the art from Windows yeah. Movie Maker or something. Yeah,
0: I'm sure they paid so much to do that, and now you could do it on your phone with a free app. <laughs> the first uh, mystery we're going to be talking about is in the unexplained category, where Robert Stack is in the woods and there's crickets chirping, and he asks, "What are you afraid of?" And you go, "I don't know, Stack. What's about to happen?" He's like, "Is it heights?" He's like trying to guess what you're afraid of. And tells us that many of us harbor a secret irrational fear. And that is known as a phobia. We then meet Bruce Kelly from Glendale, California, who had several phobias. He went to college on a full baseball scholarship, I'll have you know. He got married. He got divorced. He was a single parent raising his daughter. But he felt that his phobias were holding him back. And these included flying, enclosed spaces, and water. And his fear of water was so bad that he avoided pools and didn't even like to sit
1: in the bathtub. Okay, but can we talk about how Robert Stack described his fear of water, which was to say he had a fear of water that was just plain bothersome. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I mean, it was. It was just plain bothersome
0: because he didn't like the sensation of water rising up around him in the bathtub, Uh which is a pretty severe fear of water. um so out of desperation he finally sought help from hypnotherapist rick brown who specializes in past life regression though rick brown tells us that only one percent of people who see him end up spontaneously regressing to a past life as bruce did uh Mm. rick brown is a very hard man to take seriously Um, I don't know if this will mean anything to people, but he looks like the psychiatrist character from The Simpsons, Dr. Marvin Monroe. Like, his beard is coming out, like, all around his face like a lion mane, but, like, not really on the chin. <laughs> I don't know what you call that look. I don't, I don't like it. I know that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is, he starts seeing this guy, and um, he immediately remembers being on a submarine drowning and that his name was james edward johnston mm-hmm. he recalls a lot of very specific information in samantha including that the sub was the uss shark which sounds like something i just made up but apparently was the real name of a submarine that it was sinking near borneo he also knew the name of another man on the sub that was dying walter pilgrim apparently they both died at 11 34 p.m february 11 1942 there were no survivors on the sub. Mm-hmm. Uh, he describes these memories as feeling very fresh to him. Like he he's not, you know, digging through the clouds of his mind. These under hypnosis came back very, very clear. So he went to the library and he says that he was doing it is almost to prove that it didn't happen. But guess what? He proved that it did. He learned that 53 American subs were lost during World War II, and the first one that sank was the USS Shark. Oh, damn. Can you believe it? The first one, the easiest one to look up. His (laughs) memories were (laughs) accurate. There was a James E. Johnson on the Q roster. The date was the same, and Walter Pilgrim was also listed.
1: Wow, this information was readily available in a book.
0: Yeah. Uh, like. It seems like the first book. Like if you're like, uh, I'd like to know some like very specific details about submarines during World War II. Like this is the book the librarian would to hand you. You would open it to the first page of any information. And it would be like, here's the crew roster for the USS Shark. Anyway, <laughs> over the next six months, he saw the hypnotist once a week to recover more memories. That kind sounds like a, kind of a lot of cash money to me. I don't know what this is costing, but once a week for six months. Okay. He then recovers more memories, such as his mother's death. He also recalls the very bizarro fact that he always ate the end pieces of bread, <laughs> which I literally wrote down WTF. <laughs> okay. Do you like those end pieces of bread? No. Those heels of bread? No, no one likes them. They're gross.
1: Do you call it the butt? We always called it the butt of the bread growing up. Oh, no, we called the it bread. the heel. I mean that's the proper term, but we <laughs> I mean on like a
0: an actual, you know, like home baked piece of bread, that's fine. But on like a grocery store bread, that's disgusting. Yeah, your
1: your loaf of Wonder Bread, you do not even typically enjoy the the butt, No, of but apparently he loved them, and
0: he also remembered his birthday. Okay, he remembered being part of a work program during the first depression and also that his first love was named Molly. He had asked her to run away with her and she was like, yeah, no and ran off.
1: At this point in the reenactment and in this segment, did you get to the point where you were like, <laughs> I get it? Like really, yeah. there's a moment where they're on a bridge and he's asking her to run away with him, but her she's yes. she's afraid of her father because she thinks her father is going to kill him because her father doesn't approve of their love and then she runs away and he never sees her again. I'm like, okay. It's a, it's a lot. I get it. <laughs> this is it also, a movie.
0: it also sounds way made up. Like, if you were asking me to make up a story about love in the past, I would be like, I don't know, their father doesn't approve and so she runs off and he never sees her again. Like, it's just the most cliche old time love story I've ever heard. Um, But, of course, research proved the memories to be accurate. At this point, I just wrote down, I hate the hypnotist's beard. (laughs) Now we get to the part where they film him going to James's hometown. So we see him see his, like, childhood home from a past life or whatever. And he could remember where the bedroom was. But, look, it's not a big house. Uh, That's not really that impressive to me. (laughs) It's like... There's a room in that house. Yeah, bitch. Okay. Uh, he also remembered that he always used the back door. Like, he wasn't good enough to use the front door for some reason. I, didn't
1: I don't know understand. why.
0: Because it's like a crappy house, but.
1: Well, they said it whatever. was because they were poor and his mother had him out of wedlock. But, like, do they live with someone else? Yeah, I was like, so did they all use the back door? It seemed like they made him use the back door because he was like a bastard child or something. I don't fully understand. This relative of, of the guy confirms it later, but, but I don't understand why. Like, do they live with someone else? I don't. Why his mom make him use the back door because she had him out of wedlock? I don't. I don't get it. I guess that seems mom, like a very bitchy move. I guess his mom. Maybe he lived with someone else because his mom had died. They don't explain this. It makes no sense.
0: No, no. Yeah, maybe it, he's no longer living with his mom by the point he has to use the back door in shame in a bastard shame. look I don't know so then in a very I consider this an odd choice they went to go meet people who had known Johnston as a boy and I was kind of like bold bold
1: it's bizarre Um, because this whole segment I've been like how does this man's family feel about this random guy deciding to go on Unsolved Mysteries and talk about their family their his mom's death like his death (laughs) His right right romance like who is this guy
0: well now we get to find out so one right. of the people he meets is would be Johnston's cousin betty who was there when his mom died in his memory and um she does ask him about the weird bread thing so I, maybe that makes it true she was like do you remember anything about bread and this he was like yeah is, like, i love, I love- I love the gross part of bread that you just throw away or maybe put outside and squirrels eat it. And she was like, He did too.
1: There's an unsolved mysteries camera in your face. And she's like, So do you have a memory about bread? That's her
0: question. Not anything else about that. Is this his defining characteristic? That he ate a stupid part of bread?
1: Or it's scripted, but I am a skeptic.
0: Okay. So he says he doesn't know for sure if he is Johnston reincarnated or he just has a lot of access to information about him. And then his cousin does confirm that he always used the back door. I don't know.
1: This also felt like this man's real life family are in front of you. And they're like, so do you think you're the reincarnation of our cousin? And he's like... (laughs) you know i'm not sure i do get this question a lot um you know I, I just feel like i have this connection and for some reason i have all this information like okay okay guy <laughs> this is just real yeah. awkward. it's very awkward but also you
0: can see that these old people are kind of hopeful that he is the reincarnation of their cousin because look they're gonna die soon and they want to come back as somebody else well, and they don't and actually know of them, how he died. Of them right? them says that yeah. they, yeah, they know that he died like with the sub. I think.
1: I mean, I don't I mean, think
0: they know yet. the. Yeah, like they know the. They know he was on that sub. They know the sub went down. I don't know that they know the particulars beyond that. But in a way, like, what else is there to know? They were acting like that was a big mystery, and I was like, it seems pretty well confirmed first sub (laughs) lost in world war ii no survivors like him remembering water coming up and stuff like that i was like you could just yeah that's how you would imagine a sub going down it's not like something so weird happy you know yeah i don't know he says he's not afraid of death as most people and that he believes that death is not the end um, and then at the very end, Robert Stack is like, "There's only one way to confirm this. We need to hear from Molly, his lost love, even though she would be like ninety some years old at this point." And They've guess what? They never do
1: confirm that she actually existed. So that's yeah, they're trying to find her. Also, it doesn't seem
0: like his family knew anything about that. You would say I don't know. Would know. <laughs> It Um, does to me really seem like this might be some implanted memories from the hypnotist, but maybe not. Maybe this guy is the reincarnated dude who loved the heels of bread. And I I guess that's more believable than like everyone being like, I'm Cleopatra. Like everybody wants to be someone important. This guy picked just kind of a nobody. So there's that.
1: That's true. I guess I somehow missed the fact that the hypnotist specializes in past life regressions. I didn't hear that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It seems significant.
0: I'm not quite sure. Maybe that's like the only hypnotist in his town. I'm not quite sure why to work on phobias. He went to a hypnotist that specializes in past life regression, unless he already suspected that his phobias were the result of something that had happened in a past life.
1: Maybe or um, maybe you just need a side gig if you're a hypnotist. Like how many people want a past life regression versus how many sure, people want a sure. smoking.
0: Right. He's like, "Well, that's not going to pay the bills. I got to do more than one thing." Yeah, maybe. Which is fair. Um what should I get hypnotized for?
1: Well, I guess I would be interested to know if you had a past life.
0: Yeah, I guess we could find out if I was also on this submarine.
1: Yeah on that I'm, I'm not sure would it be funny if you were on the submarine <laughs> it's like oh, i was on the uss shark <laughs> i know all about it maybe you're molly
0: maybe that's why she never got back in touch she died and became me now <laughs> makes this podcast <laughs> i'm not feeling a lot of connection to this story so i'm not i don't think i'm molly but I guess I won't know until a hypnotist implants those memories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you won't.
0: I mean, this segment is surprisingly long. It's uh, so long. It's so there's long. There's lots of reenactments of like, I don't know. I'm sure they spend a lot of money to make it look like a sub was sinking. But there's like,
1: not a ton to the story, really. Well, there's a whole side quest to this hometown. And it really takes a yeah. long time to get through. <laughs> And then there's a super long unnecessary update about a fucking depressing... True. Okay. We get an
0: unnecessary update about the DeCloud cult, and the only thing that's good about it is that you see... So remember that a woman was, like, saved by that satellite repair guy? Well, they're still together, and they're, like, walking across a hill, holding hands, (laughs) wearing the most, like, 90s outfits you ever saw. And it looks like something that's a joke, but young people, it's not. That used to... (laughs) We used to have this thing where we just were sincere and we didn't really think about it and that's what it looked like.
1: (laughs) You wanna see It's hard to
0: it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. I watch a lot of music videos and sometimes I'm watching music videos from this time and I'm like, it would be very hard to convince someone younger than me that this is not a joke. (laughs) That people thought this was just I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool.
1: You should try that out on art. On arden. See if she i know joke. i know okay <laughs> hi arden <laughs> all right should we get this next one over with yeah this is brutal i hate it it's horrible this is a wanted this opening is pretty cool there's the new like transition text over the chicago skyline it kind of swoops yes up. uh but other Ch- than that chicago
0: it's a city heard of it Robert Stack's here to tell you. It's by a lake.
1: But we're actually not talking about Chicago proper. We are talking about something that happened. Oh, we are.
0: Nogan Square is a a neighborhood in Chicago. I used to live there many moons ago, and it was not nearly as expensive as it is today.
1: Yes, it is just a neighborhood. All right, so we're talking about the death of 11 year old pedro santiago jr who was a fifth grader and a son of pedro senior and edith santiago he was born and raised in logan square which is a neighborhood in chicago as liz said which you said that you lived in and you actually recognize yes. part of and i recognize
0: where this reenactment takes place and i hate it it made it extra sad
1: yeah this is a really bummer of a of a segment. <laughs> um but as a result of living in this neighborhood in chicago his whole life he knew the area like the back of his hand um and he felt safe there and went off and you know walked to friends houses and things like that um he was popular with his peers a good student and a talented athlete by the age of 11 he had already earned a black belt in karate i mean as an 11 year
0: old that is a pretty big accomplishment
1: yeah, I can't even imagine I can't imagine getting a black belt in karate or any belt in karate really. No, not at all. On Good December job, Pedro. Twelfth, nineteen ninety, Pedro came home from school and called Edith at work to fill her in on his plans for the afternoon. He told her that he was going to go across the street to play with his friend Eric. Shortly after three PM he left his home. At the same time, two neighborhood teenagers were walking back from the corner market. These dudes have some excellent uh oversized very <laughs> 90s coats going on mm-hmm. yes yes uh yeah the fashion in this one's pretty good uh that's the only good thing i can say about it suddenly as he walked into the street he was hit by a black oldsmobile the teenagers witnessed the incident and ran to his aid one of the witnesses are un- are interviewed by unsolved mysteries and is like blacked. it's like in shadow from for his safety Uh, but he said he had never seen anything like that and at first didn't even think it was real but one thing he kind of snapped out of it and realized what he had just witnessed him and his friend immediately ran to render aid Um, the driver got out and started to swear and hit his car in anger um (laughs) very believable (laughs) one of the teenagers went um, to call an ambulance while the other stayed with pedro but seconds later the driver jumped back into his car and took off a few minutes later, an ambulance arrived and took Pedro to the emergency room. The hospital's hap- chaplain immediately contacted Edith um, and their whole family rushed to the hospital. He was unconscious and suffering from massive head injuries. His family did get a few moments to to say touch him and comfort Ugh. him and give him a kiss, but they had to rush him to the operating room. The reenactment is brutal. Um, imagining this poor family getting one last moment with their unconscious son um, knowing what comes next it's really super duper sad so Pedro hung hung on for what Robert Stack calls 10 agonizing days but he never regained consciousness he was buried the day after Christmas that poor family I know it's awful. With his death, the hit and run incident escalated to a case of manslaughter. The police put out an all points bulletin for the car's owner, who was a Cuban immigrant known on the streets as Chachimba Kachimba. It's very interesting that they knew who this
0: hit and drive hit and run driver was, and clearly that's why they have that one teenager in Shadow is because when he gets out of the car and is like throwing in temper tantrum, they're like, "Oh shit, it's that guy."
1: we know like
0: he yeah yeah, he's like known in the neighborhood yeah
1: when the police uh failed to find this dude pedro senior decided to go on a search of his own he went to several bars and other places in chicago asking people if they knew kachimba they told him that he had left the area around christmas one guy said that he even came to him and asked for money because he had to like get out of town um and he ended up giving him a hundred dollars and when Pedro Sr. asked why he was in such a hurry to leave, um, the man said, I don't know. All I know is that he was in some trouble with the police, which I'm guessing is because he hit a kid and killed
0: yeah.
1: him. Um, yeah. He told one person that he was planning to go to New York, but he told another person that he was going to Florida. He gave this information. Uh, Pedro Sr. gave this information to the police, but despite this, he has never been found. Pedro's parents still hope um, that the man will be located. Police have not charged him with a crime, but they would like to question him about the incident. His real name is Ger- Gerardo Gonzalez, and he is 5'8 and weighs approximately 160 pounds, or he did at the time. He may be living in New York, Florida, Michigan, or Illinois. Not super helpful. I feel like he could also be out of the country, but There is no update, so we have no idea. Um, I hate it! If there's there's any plus side to this, just be happy that we didn't watch the original episode, because the original episode aired alongside what Unsolved Mysteries wiki calls a roll call of hit-and-run cases. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) This episode aired with three other hit-and-run cases as well, so thank you whoever (laughs) edited this for streaming. For only including one of the hit and run cases, I guess that sounds, I don't think, this I can made me cry. Cry. yeah, this is terrible. Super uh. sad. They're, yeah, yeah so obviously,
0: definitely. this guy was connected, he was well known. Yeah, he left, possibly left the country. I
1: mean, <sighs> yeah, oh, Pedro, it's super sad, and it's not even like you got a nice walk down memory lane because. You uh No, got I got neighborhood, a neighborhood, but it's in the I got a kid side.
0: I got a bad walk down Memory Lane and uh look, jaywalking is a is a way of life and I will not stop. And uh <laughs> please don't hit pedestrians. I got the impression that this guy was going way too fast. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I, sure. I don't think. And it's a residential neighborhood. There's no reason to be like zipping around and running over children that's just rude (sighs) so sad
1: extremely
0: and he just had to die the day after christmas i don't know that's just
1: (sighs) yeah yeah so for the rest of the family's life they get to associate christmas with their son with With their dead son
0: that's great happy holidays Now we get a lost love, which also involves children. So, hey, hey, hey. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. So we're in Woodward, Oklahoma. This goes all the way back to April 9th, 1947. So at this time, there was actually a telephone operator strike, which cut this town off from the rest of the world. And they were unaware of a very serious incoming tornado. Um, which ended up pretty much decimating the town. It injured 100 people. It killed 100 people. And from the footage we see, it destroyed a lot of homes and businesses. Um, It was clearly like a really serious storm. So this is the story of Joan Gaycroft, who was only four years old at the time. She went missing after the storm and has not been seen since. So she grew up in one of the town's most prominent families. We see a reenactment of them all having dinner in this like super nice shishy house. Uh, her father was apparently a successful sheep rancher. Who knew there was so much money in that? Um, and Joan is remembered as being a bashful mama's girl. She would like hide in her mom's skirt when other people came over and stuff like that i mean how many memories can you really have of someone that was four uh so sad do we hear from a bunch of witnesses about how bad the storm was it apparently lasted from like four to five minutes and it seemed like forever and people were just like stuck in their house watching their like whole town get ruined um this then goes to a reenactment of the town hospital which is surrounded by all these people who are either like injured or dead or dying so it's just a hospital and then the lawn out front is like all these people moaning or stepping over dead bodies um unfortunately joan gay's mother died in the storm um so she was at so her aunt goes to look for her and she's in the hospital basement with her sister but has a piece of wood that has been driven into her leg um so this is their aunt ruthie so she goes and finds the girls. They're, like, going to be okay. Um, they're in the hospital basement. But her mother actually got pretty seriously injured and had to be taken to a larger hospital. So she goes away with her mom to get her, like, settled into the hospital and then gets, like, I think kind of roped into taking care of, of, of other patients because things are so chaotic. So she, she doesn't get world, back. Yeah. Yeah, so she doesn't get back to the local hospital until the next morning, and by the time she gets back, Jonah's gone. Her sister is still there and says that some men she didn't know came and took her. They said they were taking her to an op- hospital in Oklahoma City, but no hospital in the area had any record of her. Um, the witnesses there said that the men specifically asked for the Croft children, but then only took one of them. Um, unfortunately there's very few pictures of Joan that survived the storm. They're all kind of grainy. Um, she was only four. So who knows like how good her memory would be of her, her life, you know, before this abduction. So one of the clues would be that she would probably have a scar on her leg from where it was impacted by this wood, but that's it. She was never found. Um, Unsolved Mysteries wiki tells us that several people watched this broadcast and thought that they might be Joan, but then that was actually ruled out by DNA comparing it to their family.
1: I know, so, that was, and I wish I could remember the specific case, but I know there was a missing child case that in an earlier season of Unsolved Mysteries where they thought perhaps yes, um, but it ended, it ended up not being. But I remember there was a connection to this this segment.
0: Yes, you are correct. So let me take a look here at Unsolved Mysteries Wiki that we could not live without. So all this I do remember there was a specific case that they tied into it. It's not actually listed here. It just says that after the broadcast several women came forward believing they may be Joan Gay. However, DNA testing with their biological rele- relatives has shown otherwise. Recently, her cousin Marvella resubmitted her DNA and hopes in fact finding a match in the CODIS system. Which how great a name is Marvella.
1: I know that's beautiful that's a
0: great name so it doesn't look like joan gay was ever found um people in the segment including her aunt ruth have since passed away it's 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 strange
1: so i wonder what's going on here did someone take advantage of the chaos following this event to abduct a little girl like what is going on like it's so almost random
0: yeah, it, so the speculation was that perhaps she was one for ransom since she was from a wealthy family. However, there's never a ransom call. Right. So that seems to sort of rule that out. It's possible that she was kidnapped for some sort of child selling ring like we've seen with Georgia Tan and Ethel Nation, but... We don't have any evidence of that. It seems strange that they wanted this particular child.
1: They asked for her by name. So it's
0: right. Which is why the people at the hospital, like all this chaos is going on. These men come in. They seem to know what they're talking about. They didn't think of anything of it until her aunt came back and it was like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Where is this kid? And they're like, oh, weren't you aware she was being taken to this hospital? Like, no. It's sad.
1: Yeah, very.
0: And, uh, I don't know. You, if you're freaked out by tornadoes, I guess this will be freaky.
1: I am a little freaked out by tornadoes. Not, it's not like I have a, a, a phobia where I need to be hypnotized, but I my one and only recurring dream is I always have dreams about tornadoes. Really? Yeah, they're always different. they always slightly different, but it always features a tornado.
0: I mean, if you've never... Um... If you don't live in an area with tornadoes, maybe you're not. They are eerie. The yeah. sky turns a weird color. You can kind of tell that something bad is coming in a way that you wouldn't think would be like natural.
1: Yeah, it gets like, like everything it gets, gets very, very quiet. Still. Yeah, yeah. You don't like, associate stillness with a tornado, but everything gets super still and silent. And then, yeah, the the sky is like green. And then- yeah,
0: it is very bizarre if you think about it which i don't really because it's just like a fact of life but then when i was leaving new mexico to to move back to the midwest everybody was like what about tornadoes aren't you worried about tornadoes and i was like not really i mean don't really think about them but
1: but,
0: yeah but if you're if that's not part of your life it's like that seems terrible like yeah yeah,
1: that's true yeah and i guess it it is it's pretty bizarre We have like we don't have to deal with hurricanes, right? In Minnesota, right, you know, right, wildfires. So in comparison, a tornado seems like so benign to me. But yeah, if you haven't been through one, it, I mean, it's scary. And I have sort of been through them. I haven't like seen a tornado, but there was
0: there was that tornado coming through your house earlier this year where okay. you were making cookies, really close. <laughs> no you were making cookies. and I was playing Animal Crossing, going, "Do I really have to go in my basement? Please say no." <laughs> I
1: did end up going in the basement, and then of course my husband is like in the backyard watching it, and he said he saw some <laughs> rotation. It was pretty freaky, and it it did the same storm did produce a tornado, um, to the east of us. But we got we got lucky. Like, that was the closest I ever came. Uh, but yeah, I did get my cookies though. So that's, that's the important part. Well, yeah. I mean, what am I going to do about a tornado? I might as well finish the cookies.
0: <laughs> this year has really shown us what our priorities are. I think and. Cookie is top of the list.
1: Absolutely.
0: Believe it or not, that is the end of the episode.
1: That's it. There's not
0: like a ton to talk about in this one. It's just kind of a bummer. Plus hypnosis, which I guess is how you could sum up unsolved mysteries.
1: Did you watch the preview for the next episode though? Because I think we have a paranormal, like alien one. In the Ooh, next
0: yes, we do. Oh, so okay. stay tuned for a special possible abduction of a whole plane. I'm not really sure. Something involves aircraft. Okay, so something we do on this podcast, as you may or not be aware, is we rate the episode out sure of five Robert Stacks. So what is our first category to rate?
1: Our first category is mysteriousness. Um, I guess this is kind of
0: mysterious because we don't know what happened to Joan Grey. We don't really... I guess we know who killed Pedro, but where the hell did that motherfucker go? Mysterious. And did he ever get his comeuppance? and um i don't know that this hypnosis one is that mysterious but unsolved mysteries wiki does list it as unsolved
1: <laughs> in that case i guess i would give it a thumbs up for mysterious i
0: one. would give it a thumbs up yeah okay next category uh reenactments actually decent um the submarine ones were good there was uh, some
1: production value that went into yeah it.
0: yeah yeah <laughs> the, like, hospital surrounded by people moaning was pretty good. I don't know. The Pedro ones were sad. F- I mean, fine. Yeah, I'll give it a... Yeah, thumbs. sure. I'll give it a reluctant thumbs up.
1: <laughs> fashion is our next category. I feel like,
0: pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm giving I, that I a like
0: thumbs it. up. I like We this. get some, like, 40s fashion a couple of times. We get some very 90s fashion. Um... Yeah, you mentioned those really oversized coats. Even that unnecessary update has got some, got some of the best fashion we've seen, so thumbs up.
1: Thumbs up. And then Robert Stack, I feel like he he broke out some new lines in this.
0: Yeah, he was waxing extra poetic. We don't see a ton of him, but I feel like the voiceovers are extra good.
1: Yeah, so I liked it. I liked Robert Stack. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. How now would wonder...
0: you rate this? <sighs>
1: You know, On a Robert
0: Stack scale, five Robert Stacks being the ultimate best—you can't do any better. One Robert Stack being, I wish I was dead instead of watching this episode.
1: I gotta go with like a two and a half.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say three, but that's kind of even generous. It's just
1: sad, and uh, there wasn't of a ton to talk about. We only get three mysteries, and they could have easily put in another mystery if they would have just not <sighs> done that basically replayed the whole segment (laughs) that cult guy yeah and i hate that segment so we got to see that again so yeah i'm feeling like a a two and a half half. i
0: think it's fair because i mean i'm glad we didn't get a whole reel of various hidden runs do you remember when they used to sell oh this is really gonna date me they used to sell vhs tapes of bloopers like sports bloopers I remember that. or like tv's
1: tv's most outrageous bloopers yeah, the idea like of you having youtube so you couldn't find right. funny like videos of people right. falling down just anywhere you had right. to get a beat, if you a
0: wanted stupid. to see someone accidentally swear on a on a game show you had to buy a fucking vhs that was being sold on late night tv but the idea of having like Three back to back hidden runs just was like, we've got them all here, folks. Only 24 95 plus shipping and handling. All the best hidden run footage. Like, it's just gross.
1: No, no, thanks. No. I, I do feel like this episode could have gotten a three if it was like later in the season, but Unsolved Mysteries opens season six with a dead kid. <sighs> Possibly two
0: dead kids? <sighs> a dead kid and a missing kid?
1: In a way, too like that long hypnosis. That
0: poor family. So they lose at least the mom. They might have lost other people. So, like, one person's dead, one person's missing. There was is a scene I the didn't talk about where there was a dead kid at the funeral home that hadn't been identified. So they assumed it was her. And then they brought the clothes. And the guy at the funeral home was like, These clothes are too big. This is clearly not the child you're looking for. But like, how fucking heart wrenching was that? And then they just like never find her. Uh yeah. yeah. I don't think this is a great way to start off season six. It did not make me enthusiastic to start recording again. <laughs>
1: it's like, Isn't well, Clown Alley.
0: No. Oh, I wish. I wish. Oh. Oh, that gives me such a good idea for a Patreon reward though. Oh, Who I? wants some clown alley stationery? <laughs> you can write to your loved ones from Clown Alley. You know I do you think want. We it.
1: need some clown stationery. I think that would ew be-
0: ew. But then you'd have to no keep no clown in. anything.
1: Yeah, you'd have to keep it in your house.
0: Let um, Teespring can
1: drop ship some clown stationery.
0: <laughs> I mean, I could keep it in a drawer. It's fine. And also, no trying to convince me that the Clown Motel is a, like, fun place. <laughs> Fuck that. No.
1: There's have a few people who really love the Clown Motel, and y'all, I'm happy for you. You know, you like yeah. what you like. I'm yeah. not gonna, you know, whatever, but I can't relate.
0: I can't relate. <laughs> We're not here to kink shame or whatever the <laughs> non-sexual version of that is, which is liking the Clown Motel, but No.
1: strong
0: strong pass from me yeah whatever makes you happy in these dark (laughs) times but my invitation if you are inviting me to the clown motel i am declining forever it's a permanent no absolutely not i cherish my life and my eyeballs (laughs) i don't want to see that you know you know how like 90s horror movies were always like some things you see you can't unsee that's how i feel about the clown motel once my eyeballs take in that information that's never leaving my brain yeah so no no which also reminds me that at some point for patreon we are doing my favorite movie to hate watch eight millimeter oh that's (laughs) gonna be so fun
1: see we watch these things and i really want to watch it like together I know! But we can't because of fucking Corona. The plague is very inconvenient,
0: and I feel like when we learned about plagues in school, it was all, like, death and rats and whatever. People didn't mention it was just a nuisance. (laughs) (laughs) Super inconvenient for everyone. Really true. All right, I think that brings us towards the end of our show. It's now recommendation time.
1: Hell yeah. What are you going to recommend?
0: I'm going to recommend uh, some more Shirley Jackson content for everyone. Ooh, okay. As you recall, we previously had recommended the book, Haunting of Hill House. I did watch the show, which everybody told me to watch, and it was pretty good. I did enjoy it. Uh, it's very spooky. I, there's a lot of like family drama. Okay, whatever. I feel like the haunted house aspects, yes, I'm totally on board with. And the um, yes, since this is a Baraska fan podcast, the woman that wrote Barasca writes for that show, and there's a certain twist on there that I guarantee she is responsible for, and it's very, very good. Okay, and I was like, aha, I know that that just has her all over it. So that was enjoyable. But my recommendation is actually the movie. We Have Always Lived in the Castle, which is built based on a Shirley Jackson book I haven't read. I'll admit right now. Uh, It came out on Netflix a couple years ago, and I just finally got around to watching it, and I really enjoyed it. So that is my recommendation. Um, It is about a sort of eccentric family living in a big house that's hated by the town, and you slowly find out why and what's going on there also chrisman glover is in it which is always a pleasant surprise the house is beautiful i would never leave that house either (laughs) i that kitchen i want it for myself the paint colors in the house just lovely so good but yeah it's, it's kind of it's the tiniest bit funny but it's very well acted and well done i really enjoyed it so that is um something to make you I don't know, thankful you paid Netflix this month, if you want to watch that.
1: (laughs) Well, and your Netflix bill's going up, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. Though there's different tiers. I only, like, just noticed this, that you can get, like, crappy Netflix for, like, $9, and then it depends, like, how many people you want to be able to watch at one time. They figured out that everybody's sharing their codes, right? So you can get, like, one stream at a time, not high def, for, like, $9, (laughs) So that may be of interest to you. But yeah, there it is going up like a dollar, I think. Oh. And then there's like some premium plan where you can stream it on a bunch of things at the same time for like $17 or something ridiculous.
1: Hang on a second.
0: That's Samantha's dogs outraged by the Netflix price increase. I'm not even sure there's anyone at the door. I just think they're barking at nothing. Hey, can you stop? Yeah, you they're barking to- at high prices, Samantha. They said, this is a pandemic. It's not the time to raise the price of Netflix. We all need you. This should be a public utility, they say.
1: And I agree with them. I bark at <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about the
0: movie because I think you do need to be surprised. So okay, if you're in for like something kind of moody with, like, good sets, good acting, a little bit creepy, not, like, gory, though, we have always lived okay. in the castle.
1: Nice. Solid recommendation.
0: What are you going to recommend?
1: I'm going to recommend recommend a podcast that I listened over our break, listened to over our break um and that I really really liked. I'm enamored with this podcast, I have to say. I'm going to read you the description of it because I feel like I'm not going to be able to accurately describe it cuz it's kind of bizarre. So I'm recommending The Runner Files. Okay. Uh, and this is the description of this podcast. The Renner Files is a new kind of true crime podcast, one that is not about true crime at all. Instead, it's about <laughs> Jeremy Renner's ill-fated app. Jeremy Renner, the actor who might know. Oh, of right. I, yeah. Yes. He, mm-hmm. From the, the Marvel universe. Um, why did Oscar nominated actor Jeremy Renner ever have an app? What did it do? Who made it? Who used it? And why did it shake the internet to its core? Host Caroline Goldfarb and Sarah Ramos set out to investigate the mystery of the app, but but got so much more in return. The Renner Files tells a larger story, one about the dangerous side of celebrity fandom, the ethics of audience exploitation, the celebrity influencer complex, and the destructive power of ironic internet comedy. This podcast is fucking hilarious. I will say it took me a minute to kind of get used to the narration because the hosts they clearly have it scripted out and they're reading off of a script and it's they have a very specific delivery that not might be might not be for everyone. But and it wasn't for me at first, but as I listened to a couple episodes, I really fell in love with it because they're so funny. Very rarely do I laugh out loud listening to a podcast, even comedy podcasts. This one is hilarious. And they go through like this whole like into this whole world that I never even knew existed of these like celebrity vanity app projects. They talk about sure, app yeah. that Kim Kardashian had I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one it's was like really successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's all it's so funny. And also if you would enjoy two hilarious women just like mercilessly donking on Jeremy <laughs> Renner, who is like this very <laughs> generic, just ridiculous man it's so good it's so good at, the, at one point he, he was in like jeep commercials singing it's so weird and so funny and all of the episodes are out now i think there's six episodes total so you can binge the whole thing i really enjoyed it i can't recommend it enough um so funny and so what would it be?
0: perhaps it's at you app do the perhaps it's app as it would perhaps be called
1: it's app I feel like there would be a photo filter that would add Robbie Stacky to all your photos. Oh, yeah, and like some glitter and like hearts and stuff. Yeah,
0: it would give yeah. you heart eyes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it would add Beanie Wong to like photo
1: bomb your photos.
0: There um, would be like the-
1: an a, a inspirational quote generator. We've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah that would be good. If it, it says it's by
0: Osho when it's like the salmonella of your salmonella. Is pure of the style of Manila. Um, Yes. Inspirational quote generator. That
1: would be great. I feel like... What else? I feel like there's probably just about anything. Did you know Tom... I think it's Tom Hanks has like a typewriter app that you can just like hear the sound of a typewriter. What? Because he just like loves typewriters. It's so (laughs) weird. And of course, all of these apps get you to pay money, right? Like that's what is behind them. They're like just trying to like exploit you for like yeah your love okay of ours
0: would i mean it would connect you to all your social media stuff, but it would also allow you to order cheesies in the <laughs> United States uh and, and polar, polar water, water better where you live <laughs> yeah yes, uh-huh um, I don't know. there would be a button that's just me swearing that you could push. <laughs> I feel like this would be a pretty good app, actually, probably better than the runner app
1: a hundred percent better than the runner app.
0: There could be a thing where Samantha recommends books to
1: you. Yeah. A daily book recommendation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah I'm yeah, into this that now. Sounds,
1: sounds cool. Not <laughs> useless and exploitative. <laughs> It'd be like the zine, but, you know, an app. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, Okay. That sounds hilarious. I am intrigued. And I think we all need some more podcast recommendations right now because... I don't know We're if you're in a
1: place
0: <laughs> if, if you're in a place with winter it's gonna be real long
1: uh-huh. <laughs> okay
0: um really I'm just gonna sit around finding out if we ever get another fucking season of Baraska.
1: <sighs>
0: am I saying that because I'm staring at my stupid Baraska poster right now as I'm recording this yes but <laughs> goddamn I want that to happen i read like three so she so okay Braska was written by a person named rebecca klingle who goes by the pen name ck walker and she had three collections of short stories and one of them had veraska in them so over the break i think i read all three of those <laughs> and i don't know that i like full out recommend it but look it's just been on my mind if you want to read a ton of stories where a child finds something horrifying and then only as an adult realizes what that actually means, those are the stories for you. Okay. I'm not sure what happened to this person. I'm slightly concerned. <laughs> They're all like either, yeah, like a child finds something and it's like, and then as an adult, I realize that actually that was my dead so-and-so, or it's like child does something and then yeah as an adult is like oh that's what that really means i don't know (laughs) a lot of trauma a lot of trauma um i can hear your dog whimpering your dog saying please end this podcast
1: for some reason they think it's dinner time they have been it's because it gets
0: dark so early how much daylight are we trying to save (laughs) haven't we saved enough it'll be like six. And I'll be like, well, surely it's midnight. And no, Liz, you haven't even had dinner. It's six p.m.
1: And the sun also sets super fast. I realize it's always been oh. this way my whole life, but still, I swear it'll be like three fifty. I'll blink, and then it'll be completely dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that your dogs are like it's dinner time because they don't they don't understand daylight savings any more than we do.
1: That's true. Yeah, they can't tell. Them. All
0: right, all right. Let's wrap this up. So okay. we are still on the social medias twitter instagram we have a facebook group we have several facebook groups We have three
1: facebook groups now y'all that's how powerful yeah we've
0: got a book recommendations facebook group we've got a animal crossing facebook group we got a normal one because that's how powerful this podcast is it's a it's a media behemoth (laughs) uh if you wanted to contact us maybe send us a spooky tale, something that happened to you, a time you saw a naked man in an anoronic by the moor. That's perhaps it's you podcast at gmail.com. Or it's also psychic dreams. We would love to hear about your psychic yeah, dreams. Tell us about um that. what else do we talk about? So Patreon. You gotta give us a Please. dollar. If you give us a dollar, we'll send you a postcard and then you get to hear an episode every month. If you give us five dollars, we'll send you some stickers and then you get a coloring sheet every month. if you send us ten dollars because you're richie rich you will get all of that stuff but then you also get a quarterly gift and those gifts are pretty sweet gotta say best best deal on patreon uh i feel like we never tell people to subscribe to this podcast but you should do
1: that oh for sure yeah we're really bad at podcasting as it turns (laughs) out i feel like never
0: ever say that we just assume that you do because the quality of this content is so good and you go this is 5 out of 5 Robert's Stacks right here so yeah subscribe and also leave us a 5 star review the only yeah. type of review we accept other reviews are garbage to us we will not accept them they will be rejected by the algorithm because I have a special deal with I don't know Al Gore <laughs> so <laughs>
1: I think that's everything. We have a
0: website. There's stuff there. Oh, yeah.
1: Perhapswithnew.com. That's merch. where you can find our merch. Go there. Yes,
0: because you want to wear a black sweatshirt with me and Samantha and Robbie Stackey on it. You It'll know keep that you warm do.
1: winter. Yeah. It's you
0: winter. Do. You want it. Oh, so you can get a mug to drink your hot chocolate out of. Yes. We have everything you'll ever need. Look forward to the Perhaps It's You app, which will have cocktail recipes and book recommendations. And we'll tell you how to stream various BD Wong movies
1: (laughs) this is the perfect app
0: (laughs) delete everything else on your phone all you need is this it helps you take fake UFO photos (laughs) it (laughs) (laughs) it tells you if an Ogopogo is nearby there's a special alert
1: you're walking down the street and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) that's the exciting in your area yeah
0: yeah. yeah
1: (laughs) <laughs> Who wouldn't buy this app? Who wouldn't buy it? <laughs> Probably a lot okay. of people.
0: But... <laughs> no, I refuse to believe it. We're so popular. We're so, like I like five people were literally like, please record more episodes, come back. And only one of those people was my mom. So
1: you gotta give the people what they want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye everyone. Bye. Um, solve mysteries or don't, but keep barking. Bye. Bye.